Ladies and gentlemen, here is the latest bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. Step into the This is Macabre Grimoire with Airy Show, Travis Nye, and Robert Maylin. Hey, everybody, welcome to Macabre Grimoire, Chapter 3. Today we're talking about dream interpretation or dreams, right? Cue the cranberries music. Oh, what's that? We don't have a fortune to eat on for music royalties? No, we don't. Oh. I don't even know the song. What? How does it even go? <laughs> oh. Yep, that's it. Hold my life. He's drinking oh. every dice. Yes, that's it. Every possible wife. Wow. I, that was really good. Thank you. I can hear the accent. You did a really good job. Thank you. <laughs> so, I think everybody... Ha- you want to get into your stuff first, and then sure. we'll go into... I'll, I'll, if nobody objects, I'm going to jump right into just a little bit of background for everybody before we get into the actual dream interpretation here. Dream interpretation is the process of assigning meaning to dreams. In many ancient societies, such as those of Egypt and Greece, dreaming was considered a supernatural communication or a means to divine intervention, uh, whose message could be interpreted by people with these associated spiritual powers. In modern times, various schools of psychology and neurobiology have offered theories about the meaning and purpose of dreams. Most people currently appear to interpret dream content according to Freudian theory of dreams. Uh, this is based on a study conducted in the United States, India, and South Korea. It's amazing mm-hmm. Freud's influence, like, that far out. But, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's like he's the foundation of, like, all psychology, so yeah. I guess that makes sense. And he spent a lot of time on dreams, mm-hmm. so. Let's see. One of the earliest written examples of dream interpretation comes from the Babylonian epic of Gilgamesh, which, as I might have referenced before, is, like, one of the oldest human stories that we have that that made it to the modern times. Gilgamesh dreamt that an axe fell from the sky. People gathered around it in admiration and worship. Gilgamesh threw the axe in front of his mother, and then he embraced it like a wife. His mother, Ninsun, interpreted the dream. She said that someone powerful would soon appear. Gilgamesh would struggle with him and try to overpower him, but he would not succeed. Eventually, they would become close friends and accomplish great things. She added, That you embraced him like a wife means that you will, he will never forsake you. Thus, the dream is solved. And if you know the epic of Gilgamesh, they're talking about Enkidu, his like best friend, like the you know those two are like Batman and Superman, where it's like they're gonna like fight at first, and then they come together, and they're like basically the Batman and Superman of Babylonia. Oh, cool! So yeah, it, it's a clearly a reference to Enkidu. Mm-hmm. Sounds like the foundation to most of my friendships. <clears throat> is that you? You uh, we fight it out. We see who the better man is, and then we're cool. Does it usually involve as many temple prostitutes as the uh, six Gilgamesh? Six on average. Okay. <laughs> Seventh day we had to rest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well played. Well played, sir. Speaking of, in ancient Egypt, priests acted as dream interpreters. Hieroglyphics depicting dreams and their interpretations are evident. Dreams are held in considerable importance in throughout history by most cultures. Uh, getting a little bit into the, the science of dreams, mm-hmm. dreams can occur at any time during sleep, but the most vivid dreams... Uh, occur during REM or rapid eye movement sleep, when the brain is most active. Some experts say that we dream at least four to six times per night. I have heard that. Studies have shown the importance of dreams to our health and our well-being. In one study, researchers woke subjects up just as they were drifting off into REM sleep. They found that those who were not allowed to dream, which... Jesus Christ, who yeah. planned that experiment? <laughs> Assholes. <laughs> it, it, it sounds like the beginning of a creepy pasta. It's like, we'll take away their dreams. It's like, <laughs> it's found on a blood saying cassette tape in a like flaming hole in the ground that was the laboratory. Or, right, yeah. right, yeah. And interpreted in reverse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I said, it sounds like a creepy pasta, but mm-hmm. uh, in these actual studies, here's what they found not being able to dream causes increased tension, anxiety, depression, difficulty concentrating, lack of coordination, 
weight gain, and a, the fun one, a tendency to hallucinate. Because this immediately makes me think of the uh, episode of Star Trek The Next Generation way back in the day. Oh, yeah. Where they all get infected with something that makes it so that they can't dream. So all through the episode, they keep... I mean, it was like super creepy, like waking dreams because oh. they were having hallucinations. Like yeah. the worst one was th th they had picked it up from doing this like recovery operation where like a whole bunch of colonists had died. Mm -hmm. So she's in this hangar with all these bodies covered in blankets and she just like looks up from the one that she's working with or whatever. And they're all just, they're still covered, but they're all sitting up like oh. all of them. I, I probably saw that when I was like 10 was when that aired and that I scared the shit out of me like royally and that was Star Trek which is like a G TV show yes. you know? oh my gosh but that's but they, they ended up figuring out that was the cause was that none of them could dream uh, they couldn't reach REM sleep and so uh, they were all go slowly going insane and it was causing like accidents all over the ship and hallucinations that's awesome let's see Many experts say that dreams exist to help solve problems in our lives, incorporate memories, process emotions, uh, and they help you if you go to bed with a troubled thought, you may wake with a solution or at least feel better about the situation. Now, going back to what Freud uh, said about dreams, uh, he believed that dreams reveal people's unconscious desires, their uh, hidden thoughts and motivations. Uh, basically, he talked like they were an expression of all the stuff that you want to do, what you really want to do, but can't because society won't let you. Oh, sure. God, That's I wish. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, my dreams are clearly not that unless apparently I want to like explore like really creepy shit in, yeah, right? in real life. Yeah. Well, I do host a podcast that's about creepy shit, yeah, so there maybe. You go. Yeah, maybe. yeah. The dreams foretold it. <laughs> Mind blown. That's awesome. And that's all I've got. That's all you got. So, um, I guess when I when I was going doing doing my psychology degree, the consensus was about dreaming is that it's basically just your brain filtering out, you know, the crap that you go through throughout the day. And there's evidence of that, and like I've seen it in like my own dreams of like, okay, that's what this is. But why did it filter it that way? <laughs> like, what is wrong with my filter? That it has to be, you know, sorted out. Um, and then, but then there's also those dreams that just, like, it fucks you up. <laughs> I mean, there's really oh, no, yeah. there's no other way to, to to describe it except that you wake up and you're just like, what the fuck? Like, am, do I need to commit myself? Like, what is this? Um, I've had dreams where, like, I was um, almost like a vampire and actually like drinking people's blood and I have no interest in vampires I didn't follow the stupid <laughs> Twilight series I mean my, the closest thing I got to vampires was probably watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer nice. but at this point in time I wasn't watching it and yep. I hadn't and I hadn't even watched it at that point so I'm just like I had no reference for this and it's just like okay filter what's wrong like what is going on here but then there's other stuff too where you get like visitation dreams you know and um, what's a visitation dream so visitation dreams are when a loved one who is crossed over will visit you in a dream and these dreams are creepy well yes and no so it depends on the content of the dream because sometimes it really it isn't them but then the other times it really is them and you'll know that it's a that it's a visitation dream because it'll feel it'll feel very real you'll be able to have an actual conversation. Like, you'll be able to ask the questions that you want to ask and have the conversation that you want to have. Um, it'll feel like them. It'll smell like them. It'll, it'll like, just envelop almost, like, your whole senses. I had my first visitation dream when I was 18. Uh, my great-grandfather had passed away, and my parents were going through, like, a rough divorce. So I was going, and it was my senior year of high school, so I had, like, a bunch of stress already going on in my life. Well, I had been crying myself to sleep for, I don't know how many nights in a row. And then, and I was just, because I was just very upset about the loss of my great-grandfather. It was the first person that I was close to that had actually passed. So, I have this dream with him in it where I, I get up from my bed in my bedroom. And I walk into the living room and he's laying down on the couch almost like it's a simulated funeral home all over again. Which kind of kind of creeped me out and I was like what is this and I'm just like 
and he just goes, oh, hey, Ari, how's it going? I'm like, is this real? And he's, he goes, yeah, this is real. So I'm like, well, you're dead, though, but where are you right now? And he's just like, well, it's a little difficult to say where I'm at right now. And I just have a lot of things that I need to work through. But I just want you to know that you don't have to be so sad about me all the time. Like, it's okay. You can you can move on. And I'm like, but I really miss you and I don't know what to do. And he's like, he's like don't worry about it. Just try, you know, just focus on happier things and you'll, you'll start to feel better. And so I was like, okay. And then, and I tried to get more information from him about like where exactly it was he because I'm like... I thought for sure he'd be like heaven or purgatory or something like that, you know? Were you lucid dreaming? I mean, did you know you were dreaming? Oh, yeah. Like, I knew I was dreaming during during this. And then, and he was just like, well, he was just very vague. And and I couldn't get an answer out of him. So I was eventually just kind of, he just kind of dropped the issue. And then he was like, well, you know, it's time to go now. So I'm like, I'm like, okay, well, I love you. And then I woke up immediately and my entire bedroom smelled like him. I mean, super strong smell where I was just like, what is, I mean, like I had, I don't have anything of his in my room. Sure. So it was just like, I couldn't, I even like went out, like I tried to like figure out like, where is this smell coming from? Cause it was so intense. And then I was able to go back to sleep. Well, I went, so obviously I was going to Catholic school, well, I have, I'm not obviously to the listeners, but I went to Catholic school at the time, and um, I was working in the school office as one of the, like, assistant secretaries, and so um, the priests and the teachers would all filter in through the office throughout, you know, throughout the eighth period, and uh, one day uh, our school priest came into the office, and I was like, hey... I have to ask you this question, because I, I didn't know who else to go to. I mean, if you have something weird like that where your dead great-grandfather talks to you, you know, who do you go to? You go If you're Catholic, you go to your priest. Yeah. You know, you try to figure it out. And and so I asked him about it, and he was just like, oh, that's just a dream. That's no big deal. I'm just like, fuck you, dude. Like, come on. <laughs> I just had, like, this epic moment, and you're just like, ah, it's just dream bullshit. Like, no, this was like, 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 he didn't even give me the time of day. Like, it was literally like a two minute conversation. And he was just like, eh, it's. That's a little jaded. Yeah. I gotta say. Yeah. I'm like, really? <laughs> like, come on. Now, if you excuse me, I have to go perform this ritual for the Sky Man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like. I was just like, blow. I was like, oh, God. So I talked to a bunch of other people and just kind of talking with more people at the age of 18 and 19. Uh, I found out that people do have visitation dreams. And then um, I kind of did a little bit more research into it. And it was and it's like, no, what I had was a genuine experience that I did visit my great-grandfather. Obviously, it wasn't fully the experience I wanted, but it was as best as it could happen. So, so yeah, so visitation dreams are... I've only ever had two that I know of. That one, and then I had another one, so... Wow. So, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't happen very... No, wait, three. Sorry. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Sorry. So I just talk to these people all the time in my dreams. Yeah, this is a nightly thing. We get together. It's basically like a committee that meets like yes. every Wednesday, <laughs> and we talk about what I'm up to. No, and, and like the the frequency of, of which I have these are very far apart. But now I'm gonna probably gonna have like a. Do you have a fantasy football league with your dead relatives <laughs> in the dream? Sh- I should. <laughs> you say you should. I should. Yeah. Um. But I was doing so, I, I was doing, we're reading about this, and there's this book that I read called The Journey of Our Souls, and then there's another book called Destiny of Our Souls. It's both written by Dr. Michael Newton, who's a, a psychologist, and he was doing past life regression on his patients, and um, he acts, <laughs> accidentally regressed somebody to a soul level. And so this is just the premise of his book. So he, he um, by regressing people to their soul level, he was able to find out more information and be able to help them heal, like, you know, old injuries and whatever, you know, depression, anxiety, um, like, I don't know, organ issues, like, basically things that had happened to them in past lives that now have, trans- have like, translated into current life. So it's kind of a, it's a very fascinating read, and they're all case studies, so it's not just, like some frou-frou medium like being like oh i regressed people and this is what i found this is somebody who's a man of science saying like look 
I was just trying to help people relax, and then all of a sudden they start talking about a past life, and I'm all like, what? So then I started, you know, doing past life regressions because I was having positive results, and if it's, you know, if it's not going to hurt anybody, I might as well continue doing it. And then I accidentally regress somebody to a soul level, and now I don't know what to do with this stuff, but I guess I'm just going to make a book. So... Well, that's a long story. Can, can you explain what that means, regress someone to a soul level? Because as, as a noob, I'm just totally like, oh, what? I feel like you just like slightly kill them and then bring them back. <laughs> like, that's I'm like, just like, does he still have his memories? So, okay. So we, we all, like, we're all spirit. We all have our own soul. And our souls have had many lives. And so when you do a past life regression on somebody, you're taking them back to a previous lifetime, like when they lived. Well, what's, what happens is in between, like you have in between time between when your soul A to when your soul B. So there's a celestial break room where there's, you just like, yes. you go get yes. like a yogurt or something and then come back. Yeah. It's like what happens in that in between time when you're not soul A or soul B, you're actually you're you're a soul and you're somewhere in between and people call it heaven people call it whatever you want to call it so they, there's this whole soul realm and that's kind of where you go to meet with your soul group you figure out what you're gonna who you're gonna be in your next life if you're gonna be male female um if you're going to I have a soul group yeah, you have a soul yeah, group. Everybody has soul groups. Soul brothers. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I like this. So, I'm done with that. Yeah. So um funky. <laughs> so yeah, so everybody has a soul group. Everybody has soul mates. It's not just like it's like people say soul mates are like the person you're supposed to marry, but it's actually you have multiple soul mates where like it's not just like the person that you marry. It's also the person that you know like you're friends with or that you're you know siblings with or you know mother father whatever. Um, so the point of this is is that um, do in doing these soul regressions, he found out that. Um, for a dream visitation to happen, all of these elements have to be lined up just right. Like your your stage of sleep has to be just right, and the soul, like your vibration, has to be at just the right level. So it's that's why it's not like an everyday occurrence or an every night occurrence for you to be able to have a visitation dream that's you know profound, whatever meaning to you. So um, so yeah, so that's kind of. A dive, deep dive into, sure. <laughs> into all of that. But no, that's that's a part of dreaming. I the visitation dream. I mean, I've heard of people seeing dead people oh, in their dreams. Oh, sure, but, sure. But I didn't know there was like a whole like thing and theory around it and stuff right, like that. Right, right. And and I do want to um, just make sure that you know listeners know that if you if you're thinking like, oh, I had a visitation dream once, but it really scared the shit out of me. There's there are. If it doesn't come from a place of love and if it doesn't come from a place of meaningfulness to you, then it's not a visitation dream. Like if like if you have a loved one that came back to you and they're bleeding and screaming and crying, that is not that is not a visitation dream. That is just that is a nightmare and that's that's not even that's not them. So so I just want to make that clear. Because I, I have had clients come to me and say, like, oh, but my loved one, he was still hurt and he looked mangled. It's like, no, no, no. On the other side, they are healthy, they are whole, they are, sometimes they're younger, sometimes they're fitter. It just, you know, depends on, you know, what they had to deal with in their current life. So, anyways, that's, <laughs> that's that. Sorry. No. <laughs> no, we're, we're learning. Yeah, five. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, I didn't realize I know so much about it. So... Yeah, and then you, you know, then you have prophetic dreams and you have um, epic. Okay, I'm going to keep doing this. Prophetic <laughs> dream. Prophetic Does that specifically you mean you have a dream about something that hasn't happened yet? Yes, yes. Okay. So prophetic dreams is exactly that. It's uh, you're dreaming about something that hasn't happened yet. It predicts uh, something that's to, to come. Um, I would have prophetic dreams constantly when I was a kid. And they were just bullshit ones because I was a kid because I really wasn't leading a very, like, you know, impactful life. You know, I would dream about things that were going to happen the next day at school, or sometimes I would have them, like, as I was awake, and, like, on the playground, and I'd just be standing there, and I would, my vision would go away, and I would see the scene unfold before my eyes, and then I would come back, and then I would, I, then it would happen, like, a few minutes later, or sometimes days later, it just depended, so... So those are prophetic dreams, and then you... I think I had a few of those when I was little. Yeah? And, and just, like, I don't know what what was going on, but... I like I remember being at this one hospital uh 
and we were like waiting for, in the car for for mom or whatever. Because when I was a kid, it was a common thing that oh, sure. mom was always taking grandma to dialysis. Mm. And when we were little, we just rode along with for that. Yeah. So it was like, oh, he's a trip to Huron for dialysis. That yeah. was the Wednesday Tuesday thing, you know, <laughs> or the the Tuesday Thursday or whatever it was. Sure, sure. And uh, I just I. So I was like laying in the back seat, but looking up out through the window and there was like a very distinct airplane going overhead. And so maybe this is more deja vu, but I could swear that that angle looking up, seeing that airplane travel through that window, I could have sworn that like I had dreamed that before. Mm -hmm. Like I'd seen that exact same airplane in that exact same spot and that I was laying down in the back of the car in this parking lot. Mm -hmm. Yep. And yeah. Yeah. So I'm not sure if that's deja vu or if that's because I don't I didn't remember the specific dream at the time, but I could have sworn it that they, that's where I'd seen it before. Right. Yeah. Um. It's, that probably might have been deja vu, but I but I had instances where like it I had deja vu so often that I was so sure I had dreamt it. So I started recording down my dreams because I needed to prove to my parents that no, this was a dream that I had. And this is how I know. And um, I, my, like, I kept my own record, but I never actually got, you know, because like when it happens, you don't have your dream journal with you, yeah. you know, during the moment because you don't know when it's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but I was able to prove to myself that okay, I'm not crazy. I am actually dreaming these prophetic dreams, and so, but, but I, but like even deja vu, like. I don't know. Like, I do think that people do have deja vu, but I also feel like people do have prophetic dreams that are that are very much deja vu-ish moments. So we've talked about prophetic dreams. Prophetic dreams. We've talked about visitation dreams. Visitation dreams. Are there any other classes we sh classifications of dream we should know about? Um, I think prophetic dreams. Um, there's also... Awful quiet over there, Travis. I'm taking it all in. Are you, are have you, you heard of these, these Are you beyond dreams? Not really. I, it's been so long since I remember ever having a dream. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, like, I don't... I don't think I sleep enough to have a dream. Do you have kids? Yeah. Oh, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, like, not a care Your, your sleep cycle is just totally shot right now. <laughs> you are. Yeah. You're just totally and completely shot. Yeah. There's also... Well, there's also... Let me look up here. Dream classification. There's also... Um, I mean, there's there's nightmares. I mean, which I think we've all kind of had. There's um, what else is there? I mean, people have talked about you know sleep paralysis, but that's a completely different thing, which I think yeah. we want to cover in a different topic. Yeah, on that'll be a, its own episode when we get to that. Right. Uh, oh, recurring dreams. Um, which is pretty self-explanatory. I have a hilarious one. When I was in high school, I was really paranoid about, like, French kissing. So I would have one about Billy Corgan French kissing me, and it was, like, it happened so often where I was just, like, ugh! <laughs> like, I knew the moment, too, when he was going to, like, when he was going to, like, kiss me. I was like, no, gross, ugh! And then he would, and I was like, no! <laughs> so, yeah, like, that was that was the weirdest recurring dream I ever had. And, um, healing dreams, um, signal dreams. Um, so signal dreams help you to how to solve problems or make decisions in your waking life. Um, I don't think I've ever had those. Oh, epic dreams. Holy crap. I had an epic dream once that I want to make into a movie because it was just like epic. epic. Yes. Yeah. So epic as in like you like lead an army on a distant planet yes. to like, son of a bit, I am getting screwed over in the dream department. <laughs> They are. Okay, so how this definition here is um, epic dreams, also referred to as great dreams, cosmic dreams, or numinous dreams, are so huge, so compelling, and so vivid that you cannot ignore them. The details of such dreams remain with you for years as if you just dreamt it last night. Oh, I guess I've had a couple of these. Yeah, uh, the, I guess I have. Yeah, these dreams possess much beauty and contain many archetypal symbology. When you wake up from a, such a dream, you feel that you have discovered something profound or amazing about yourself or about the world. It feels like a life-changing experience. Experience, Yeah, well, I wouldn't know about life-changing experience, but it definitely was like, damn. Like, it's, it's one of those dreams that you drive everyone you know nuts with because you yes. keep talking about it. And yes. It's so hard to like talk to other people about dreams because no one, you know, right. generally, unless it's something cool or creepy or, yeah. you know, like where this specific conversation about dreams, yeah. Yeah. then it's like... Uh, that's okay, whatever. You know, it's like, <laughs> I can't go to work on Monday and be like, oh, Pat, you gotta hear about this dream. I had no, 
Me on the opposite, I'm like, oh yeah, what was it? <laughs> Get it out, I want to hear it. Uh, there's progressive dreams where dreams occur when you have a sequence of dreams that continue over a period of nights. I've had this. Uh, the dream oh. the dream continues where you left off on the previous night. And such dreams are problem-solving dreams and help explore different options and various approaches to a problem or situation. So your dream is as like serial storytelling? Yeah. Dude. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. Um, and mutual dreams. This happened between myself and my brother. Uh, mutual dreams are described when two people have the same dream. Uh, mutual dreams may be planned, meaning that two people actively work towards achieving one dream or scenario or goal. It is a way to improve communication and build trust. Um, basically, you're just both dreaming at the same time or dreaming the same dream. Um, my little brother and I, um, we both dreamt that, like, he was driving, like, basically he was driving a car. He was, like, eight years old at the time, so he wasn't really driving a car. It was just his dream. And um he's like he said that there was a traffic cop standing in the middle of the road directing traffic and i was like that is so weird i had a dream that i was a traffic cop like <laughs> i was just like and I'm like i thought i saw you in one of the cars and i'm like did you wave at me he's like i don't know i think so like nice how do you not know yeah. <laughs> it was like you know morning conversations as you're brushing your teeth before you go to school so yeah um so yeah, those are oh, oh, false awakening dreams. Have you ever had those? No. Oh my god, I have. They're they fuck you up. <laughs> I dreamt this one dream. Okay, so this one epic dream that I had. Um, I wanted to go to okay. I'm a huge Smashing Pumpkins fan. Yeah, if I haven't already made that pretty clear by the Billy Corgan reference earlier. <clears throat> um, I knew that was, so that clarifies it. There you go. Yep. There. Okay. Now we're on the same page. I'm like, how do I... Did she just name people she goes to school with? Thinking I See, know. yeah, <laughs> I thought it was some kid she went to school with, too. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh, no. I'm a huge Smashing Pumpkins fan. Anyways, that's besides the point. Um, so, in my dream, I was at somebody's, somebody's house. It was like this old farmhouse, and we we're basically having a family gathering and um i'm playing with the kids and babysitting them because that's what i always did and then um eventually we had to like pack up and go home so i went home and then somebody was somebody mentioned to me like oh hey are you going to that 24-hour smashing pumpkins concert and i was like what i didn't even know about that they're like well you better get tickets so i was like well i don't even know how i'm supposed to get tickets so because i didn't have any so then i went back i went home and i was like stressing out about it and then i, I went to bed and then i woke up the next morning in my dream and and I was like, how am I going to get these tickets? So I ended up going to this little uh, store on the corner, and there was this contest that they were having that you could win tickets. And so I bought up, I don't know, like so many sodas or whatever to like <laughs> win these tickets. I don't know. I had to buy something to like win a ticket. And I ended up winning a ticket. So um, I would, but the concert wasn't until like the next day. So again, went to bed, woke up on third day in Dream World, and uh, showed up to this concert like way early before everybody else did because I wanted to make sure that I had ample time to like get to my seat etc etc and um I was able to like meet the band and meet a bunch of fans and like go backstage because I was so stupidly early for this concert and then I was able to enjoy this full long concert and that was that was my dream and that has always stuck with me just like because it was so bizarre that I even, like, went through the, the motions of, like, waking up, getting dressed, brushing my teeth, like, having a full day almost in Dream World. So, yeah. Wild. I like to see that translated to real time. Yeah, right? <laughs> yes, me too. Like, it was probably, like, 20 seconds. Right. <laughs> Done. I have, like, this epic, you know, moment. In it there. always blows my mind when I wake up and I'm like, oh, it's, like, 410 uh, I, I don't want to be awake for at least another hour, so yes. I go back to sleep, and I have a dream where I swear I was in it for, like, a week. Yeah. yeah. Like, you wake up, it's been, like, ten minutes. Yeah, and it's yeah. only been ten minutes, and it's like, son of a... <laughs> <laughs> that, in those instances, I'm like, yes! <laughs> yeah. More sleep time! The, the only problem is with that is that... Uh, yeah, that would be normally be my reaction, except it's usually not a restful dream. So right. it's usually like, mm. oh, oh. okay, so now I have forty minutes of I can if I can fall back asleep to recover from the week long running from whatever or blowing <laughs> yeah. the Death Star up or whatever I did in that dream. I mean, doing a week in ten minutes it wears you out. Yeah, yeah, it does. 
That's pretty impressive. A, a week, huh? So, um, oh, and then they also kind of, they kind of count daydreams in the category of, of, uh, dreaming, which I do all the time. Like, I don't need, I don't need a dream dictionary to tell me that. But there's, so yeah, so then we wanted, to, you wanted to talk about your dreams, right? Sure. Yeah. Travis, do you want to dig into some of your dreams? Yeah. Okay, so I'm anxious about this one. Cause, okay. Oh! Because it kind of Pull goes on. Yep. Like, all right, get the popcorn. Here we go. Uh, so it kind of goes on the, the idea of what you talked about, like the epic dream. Yeah. But it's not like epic. But to me, it feels that way. Okay. Because, like, it's stuck with me my entire life. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's like every, like, week or so, like, I think about it. I'm like, what does that mean? But I haven't had it for a while. But it was like almost every week I had the same exact dream. Mm-hmm. So the only way to explain the dream is you got to imagine like watching it on TV, like through the lens of a camera. Sure. Okay. So it's just infinite white. Mm-hmm. You see nothing but white with a single little dot and dead center, black dot. Okay. The camera lens would zoom in on it. So the dot would get a little bit bigger. Yep. And then it would start to trail to the right, making a line. Mm-hmm. But the tail would go longer, so it's like playing snake almost. Yep. So the dot would stay dead center, making a line going to the left. Um, and it would start to pull back, so the line would get thinner. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like it'd be like it'd feel like comfort and peaceful. You know, like oh, this is nice. It's just a smooth, straight line. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, it'd go like massively rapid squiggles and s- scratches and everything else all over the place. Until, like, I got, like, a claustrophobic feeling. Oh. And it would start to, like, zoom in on this whole cluster of stuff to where, like, I almost, like, felt trapped in this whole mess of clustered lines. Yeah. And when it pulled back out, like, it pulled out far enough to where, like, I could see the grouping of it. But it was, like, right in between, like, black, almost sketched eyes looking at me. Oh, weird. So it was almost like you're following, like, an Etch-A-Sketch. Exactly. See how I did that? And, that, and that's pretty much, like, where the dream ends. Like, every time. Like, it's just, like, this is your life, smooth and nice and clean, and go crazy and sporadic, pull back, and then there's just eyes watching it. So, when you look at the eyes, do you get a sense of, like, if, if the eyes belong to, like, a man or a woman or an I'd animal? Like manly eyes. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, like, a very just rough sketch, like, silhouetted eyes. Sure, so it's not even, like, really much definition, almost more, like, cartoonish eyes. Yeah. Do you feel, um, like, what are your feelings, like, when you see the eyes? Like, like, like personal feelings, like, are you scared, are you happy, are you sad, are you anxious, are you, like, what do you kind of get, like, when you see the eyes? It's almost, like, just com- just completely neutral for the most part. Yeah. It's like, I didn't know you were there, and that's it. Like, huh, there's eyes. <laughs> Cause, yeah? Because I'm more focused on, like, the squiggly, chaotic part of it that has so, been, like forgotten right like that like the chaos of the lines just stuck with me for so long i was like i don't care about anything else like do you feel like maybe sometimes like things going on in your life at that time or maybe like what are like what's going on like maybe your things in your life kind of chaotic you know it's crazy like i couldn't even put like a timeline as to yeah. when i had these dreams like even the age anymore sure so, like, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's weird. Just because, like, for me... I'd say early teens. Yeah, because I started having dreams about snow when, whenever um, I was have, going through, like, a really emotional time. Like, sometimes it'd be thick snow, sometimes it'd be light snow, but, like, if there's any, like, type of emotion or stress going on, I dream about snow. Um, so maybe... Like, the line for you is, like, when things are kind of out of control, maybe it's telling you to, like, focus. Right. But at the same... Because, I mean, if it feels peaceful at the beginning, and then the line just kind of goes crazy, you're just like, what is happening? And then all of a sudden you zoom out, and you're like, oh, it's an eye. What? But maybe it's like, just focus on the eye, dumbass, you know? (laughs) I don't know. Oh, made it personal. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, or, or maybe it's not. I mean, maybe it's, I mean, because you have to think about, like, how do you feel about the color white? How do you feel about the color black? How do you feel about Etch-A-Sketch? You know? Because <laughs> that's essentially what's kind of... And the tell. And then... No. You know, I mean, like, how do you feel about all of those things? And then think about, um, like, is the does the eye look, is it like an older person's eye or a younger person's eye? You know? Mm-hmm. 
Like, what are, I mean, I'm asking. Oh. Yeah. Um, they're, they're just so basic. Yeah. Like, like it's hard to. It's hard to kind of, like, pinpoint it. But yeah. like, if you were to guess, like, if you were to, like. It's like, like uh, kind of like if you were to see eyes in, like, an ink blocker, ink blotter Rorschach test. Oh. Like, that vague. Like, just super, like super vague. Like, I see eyes. That's, yeah. That's it. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it depends on how you, like, personally feel about eyes in general. Other than maybe it's just slow down and focus. Yeah. Because, I mean, are you tend to be, like, hyperactive? Not so much. Yeah? Yeah. I'm very... But you're very creative, though, too, because you try to think of, like, different things for, like, your shows and, like, how you do right. stuff. So yeah. there's probably some creativity there that's... Yeah. Trying to zone in on something. I don't yeah. know. No, like a perfect day for me is just sitting in a dark room doing nothing. So sleeping? <laughs> no. <laughs> I like thinking. I like just sitting and thinking. Yeah. 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 That's, that's and you can't remember the last time you had, these were just dreams, like a series of dreams you had when you were a teenager. Yeah, but yeah. And I remember, I mean, I've probably had um, like that one dream like 30 or 40 times. Jesus. Like, I mean, it was just. Pretending. Can you draw the eye because you've seen it so much? Probably. Like, I could probably come pretty close. Like, yeah. I'm not an artist at all. Well, but, no, but... I mean, I could probably Google, like, eyes and find something that would be very... Close. You'd be surprised, man. I've been trying to find this bracelet online, and I cannot <laughs> find it. <laughs> I have a very specific vision in my eBay? head. I did not check <laughs> eBay yet. No, I should check eBay. I was trying to see if I have any paper in my purse. I don't, but... Or, you got paper. I sure do. He even has a notepad. Look at that guy. Jesus, you are like so good, Rob. <laughs> right. So draw a picture of the eye. Okay. Because usually, so okay. For the reason why I was trying to like ask about the different elements of the dream, because there was this girl who described her dream to me, and she said that there was this really old guy that sat down on her bed and kind of like leered at her, and she she was like, "Oh my god, it was the scariest dream I ever saw," and I was just like, "But." It didn't feel like it was just because of how she described the the elements of the dream. I'm like, well, what do you what does what did the old man look like? And she kind of described him. I'm like, but why do you think he was sitting on your bed? And she, she kind of thought about it and said it said like why she thought he was there. I'm like, do you think that you have a fear of getting old? And she's like, holy shit. <laughs> so I mean, it was literally just that simple. Whereas like in this case, it's like maybe it's just a focus thing. Maybe it's like maybe you have like undiagnosed ADD or or maybe you're not. I don't know. Maybe you like ADD tendencies where you tend to like be all over the place. That's very possible. <laughs> I mean, and and maybe I'm not even gonna hit on. I mean, I'm not here to like full on like give you a, a full interpretation of no, it. No, I need a full psychiatric exam. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get I out mean, the electrodes. I know and... what happens. Because <laughs> that's like it's almost like you're dreaming in Flatland. Have you? Yes. Like Mario? Well, <laughs> yeah, but it's like uh, Flatland. Oh, God, it was a reference on Big Bang Theory. Let me look. God damn. Didn't yeah, think we're like going to get into Bang. Flatland. I'm not prepared for this. <laughs> it's a book by Edwin Abbott. Abbott? That's weird. Um... It says, Flatland, a romance of many dimensions, is a satirical novel, uh, novella by English schoolmaster Edwin Abbott Abbott, first published in 1884. Um, let's see. I, what? It's basically, like, shapes interacting with each other, and it's just on, like, a flat piece of paper, kind of, I guess. I don't know. I don't know enough Wild. about it. Yeah, it's very, like, it's very uh, uh, abstract, I think. It's like the masterpiece of science and mathematical fiction is delightful, de delightfully unique and highly entertaining satire that has charmed readers for more than 100 years. The work of English clergyman, um, basically Edwin, um, describes the journeys of A Square, a, mathem a mathematician and resident of the two-dimensional flatland where women thin straight lines are the lowliest of shapes and where man or excuse me, where men, this is so small to read, where men have any number of size depending on their social status. So, it says that through strange occurrences that bring him into contact with a host of geometric forms, Square has adventures in space land, three dimensions, line land, one dimension, and point land, no dimension. 
So, I kind of would have thought. Combine these eyes. Yeah. With those eyes. So, like, they have some sort of definition, but not a lot of definition. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So, it's very obvious that it's that kind of a look. Right. Like, yeah, but very vague, like, just the outline. Like a sketch of them. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Like, if I did it with a fat marker. Right. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know, man. You're, you're weird. It's weird things, No, man. no. <laughs> we need to call a doctor. That's what I was hoping to find out here. Aww. <laughs> well, at least you're amongst friends, right? That's true. <laughs> I hope everybody listening is my friend. Yeah. She's heard my deepest, darkest dream. Yeah. yeah. That's so, that's so <laughs> very interesting. So, you? I'm trying to figure out which one I want to describe. Oh, I just described like seven of my weirdest ones. So, yeah, like, I, I make I'm, making out with Billy Corgan. Come on! Uh, yeah, I'm trying to figure out where to start. Okay, you went to let's... school with the guy from Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yes. <laughs> nice. Yes. Well played, sir. <laughs> um, Good job. So I have a recurring dream, and I don't know if it's like recurring exactly, but it's just a super super common theme. But the settings can be very different in the environment and stuff. But they all have in common that I'm always having this dream where I am moving into like a new house or okay. a new apartment mm-hmm. or something like that. And it's always super old and run down. But the like floors that I am going to live on, the first and second floor, are pretty nice. That's why I'm putting up with it. Mm-hmm. But up above... Uh, it just keeps going up and up and up forever, and each floor is a little crappier, like older and run down. Yeah. And they're super haunted, like all of those like floors are like crazy haunted, and there's like no way to know, like no one knows basically. Yeah. How how high it goes, because uh, I never make it past like five or six levels before I'm like I'm coming back down or. There's oh, there's nothing nothing up here, and then come back down, right, and then right. someone else is like, "Did you see all the stuff up there?" It's like I didn't see any of that while I was up there, and uh, I have had that dream probably like once a month or more for like forever. Interesting. Um, how do you feel about aging? Aging? Yeah, like getting older. Not good. Because it feels like. With aging, nobody really knows how old they're going to be, whereas you don't know how many floors there are in this building. And some people can can describe to you what they've seen on certain floors of the building because they've been that age, because I think it's maybe more metaphorical. And they're like, did you see that? And you're like, well, no, because you haven't been able to get to that floor. So, because you haven't been there yet. Wild. You, does that kind of, like, feel good? So it's kind of yeah. a metaphor for, like, lifespan or yeah. whatever, where I'm, like, nervous kind of, about the future? Yeah. Huh. But apparently, uh, people are telling you there's some really good stuff up there. Some so, fucked well, up shit. Yeah, I was going to say, more like fucked up shit is what well, they're cause describing. Because you're saying, like, as it gets, as the, the floors go up, more up and up and up, it gets more, more and more run down, which is true about aging. I mean, your body tends to deteriorate yeah, as it gets, ages. Because it starts off like it's, like, old, but it's fancy where it's like a parlor yes. and there's polished wood and stuff mm-hmm. like that and a cool staircase from like the 20s or whatever yeah and then as you go up it becomes more and more like the old barn lofts that i used to play in as a oh. kid where it's just like there's basically like not scaffold but just like support two by fours right. and like we just put wood here to make it sturdy yeah and there's straw on the ground and you can see little cracks of light through the wall yeah. and stuff like that yeah. and that's just it gets more and more like that the further up you go mm-hmm so, I don't know. What do you think? You think it's kind of more aging? Because that's, that's what I feel. That's wild. Uh, yeah, because that kind of yeah, that kind of does make sense for me. Uh, damn, <laughs> I, I, I had never put pause? that together. Yeah, <laughs> you need to pause. You can but journal that's it. A, that's a really good like. If I was gonna pick something for it to mean something, I was just like, who on earth could ever figure out what the hell that means? And then you were like, in like four minutes, you're like. Oh yeah, you're you're thinking about aging. I was like, 
Son of a bitch! <laughs> you blew blew that sucker wide open. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, thank you. You're welcome. I don't know what your flatland thing man means though, Travis. <laughs> Can't win them all. It's okay. I know. I know. I was so hopeful. Okay, so that was pretty fast. So what about your other one? Uh, I've got two other ones that are super distinct. This is one that. Uh, like any of my college friends that might listen to this podcast will recall me wandering around the fraternity telling everyone about because it was just so fucked up. Yeah. Um, well, not fucked up, even like terrifying, but it's like, okay. Oh, straight so up to in, you. In keeping with the theme of like going forever. Yeah. So it's me, my friend Nick, and my friend Eric Mush from the fraternity house. They're like my, yep. two of my best friends. And we're wandering around the Mall of America, except this Mall of America seems to extend forever down and forever up, mm-hmm. with just, like, layers of shops and offices and stuff like that. And we're just walking around it, and there's just people all over the place. Right. And uh, we're just walking along, and uh, Nick is just like, well, whatever you do, uh, don't don't steal anything. And then I turn around, and Eric Mush's head is, like, animated, like claymation yeah. animated oh, almost. Oh, interesting. Uh, and it, it, the only thing I can think of is that, do you remember that part in Pee-wee's Big Adventure where he gets the the truck with the trucker uh, that turns out to be a monster or whatever, and she turns and it goes all to claymation where her eyes get giant and like a serpent tongue. Oh man, I need crazy. to see that again, but I, I have seen it, I just don't remember. When I was a little kid, it freaked the oh, shit out yeah, of me. I and bet. it even like monitor, because it, it looks so different than CGI, yeah, you yeah. know? <laughs> so... Eric Mush's head is huge. Like, I right now you can't see it, but I'm holding my arms out, like, at full length, like, that big, uh, like a cartoon character's. And it's, it's like everything is pretty normal in size except for his eyes are super huge. Yeah. And he just goes, I'm not a thief. And as Jesus! He, and as he says, thief, uh, his uh, pupils are the, the colored color and black part of his eyes yeah. go from like huge with the eyeball to super tiny as he's saying I'm not a thief mm-hmm. and then the rest of the dream we're trying to find this office that I need for some reason I don't remember why we needed it uh, with bobble haired Eric well no he's oh. running around like behind us and beside us and yeah. stuff like that stealing stuff from people like when they're not looking and so he's just he like really he's a thief yeah so he just <laughs> said that and then he starts just, like, stealing from everybody, and that's the dream. Dang. So, I wonder, does he, like, how do you feel about him? Like, you feel fine about him, right? At the time, yeah. Oh. What about now? Uh, last I'd heard, he wasn't doing so great. He's got a lot of, like... Uh, mental health problems and sure. health problems, and he he was one of the guys that got married like his senior year, and then they moved to the cities and they had a house and it was super nice and everything. Right. And he got a job being like an auditor for the Department of Defense. Oh, like okay. basically, it w- it was always kind of like at that point almost resentful just because he was being so successful and really moving on in his life, and I was still the twenty something out of college with no job and right. no girlfriend or anything, and right. he'd just go over and hang out with his you know, his wife at his house with his, like, fancy new appliances and everything else. But uh, after, shortly after I stopped communicating with him there in the cities, uh, his life totally, like, melted down where she divorced him and got everything. And then uh, they said he wasn't cutting it at the Department of Defense. They fired him and then he couldn't get another accounting job. And so now I think he lives in, like, Pipestone, and he's on like disability, and he has all sorts of health problems. Oh, and, so sad. Yeah, and he's my age, and it's just like, damn, oh. it's pretty brutal. Yeah, yeah, God. So he's not a thief. No, it's just in the dream he's a thief. Yeah, but he's never like. I wonder if thief is a theme though for something else. Like, what else could thief well, mean to you? Like, how do you feel my about it? Only thing I can think of, yeah, is that. He had a reputation for um, not being super nice to women. Oh, okay. Sure. And maybe that was something to, to do with it. Like, I don't want to say, like, rapey, but kind of. Sure. Like, very, like, like very doesn't take no and is into, like, using tricks. Like, I give him free pushy. alcohol and that gets, yeah, and then, like, yep. 
crap like manipulative that. Manipulative and... Super manipulative. So, so... Let me put it this way. We used to tell a joke in the fraternity about, uh, he'd set up a box with a bottle of, like, apple schnapps and the little, like, rope and, like, you know, we, we always picture, you know, like yeah, a cartoon yeah. character. Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> so, okay, so then you think of a thief and, like, what do you think of when you think of a thief besides just somebody who steals? I mean, because that's the obvious. Just a criminal. Just a like, criminal. So, what, I mean, would manipulative fall under that category, too? Yeah, I guess that's probably where, where it's at. So The eye effect thing was always just, like, so crazy to me. Yeah, it's almost like... Because I super remember it because I, I distinctly remember thinking, Jesus, his eyes are as big as paper plates. yeah. So I wonder if paper plates. Sorry, just there's not many things of that diameter, so that's a very specific no, it's a very size. specific diameter. It is because you could say dinner plate, but how big is a dinner plate? Well, it Perhaps depends. Perhaps a bowling ball. No, a, well, a little bigger than that. Because yeah. I because it, it also like I said, he seemed almost like cartoonish, mm. and so he almost seemed flat. I wonder and if that's he part just... of why I say paper plate is it was almost like he was. South Park style, like cut out paper, and yeah. then it was South Park style, like animated. Baby. So, do you think he was just very fake to you then? It could be, because that's almost like it just seems like he's just so comically fake, you know. And then he's just kind of a manipulative person, and he's like, "I'm not a thief," but it's like, well, you kind of are manipulate, you know, because like you like to manipulate, you know, women to yeah to get your way or whatever. So. So maybe that's maybe more of what it is. But as far as, like, the mall, that just, again, that just feels more like just life in general. Like, you know, people are on lower levels or younger, higher levels, older. And then everybody that you're on the same level with, it's like those are the people you're interacting with on, like, your current level of life, which is whatever age you are. Which that makes sense because it was was all people my age. Yeah. Like, my peers and stuff that were all on that level with me looking for whatever we were looking for. Yeah, and then, like, you know, don't, you're not supposed to steal from anybody because you're really not supposed to. Yeah. And that's, that's the kind of, that's the interesting part is, like, the stealing because it's like, well, what, though? Like, what are the items? And, like, what was, like, being, just, like, a generic mall or just selling, like... Yeah, he was, like, stealing, like, you know, like, something in a box, a display in a window, sure. like just reaching around and grabbing something out of just, the display or like grabbing purses oh, or geez. stuff like that. Just like, like cartoonishly like yeah. running around like swiper, no swiping. Exactly. Yeah. He's a swiper. <laughs> exactly. You know, nice. This guy gets it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of, I wonder if that was just that interaction of just like maybe like your subconscious calling out to you and just saying like, this guy isn't all right, so maybe pay attention. Maybe. And then making you stand out to like really pay attention to him, so you're like, dang, you know, he looks, he definitely stands out. Yeah, and so, yeah, I guess that, that could be, you know, that makes sense. I mean, and it's been so long since that dream, yeah. I could be missing something, too. Yeah, because, I mean, who knows what the circumstances were exactly at that time when you're having the dream, other yeah. than just the details now. Because I don't, I don't even know that he had, that I knew him well enough for him to have that reputation yet. Right, right. With me, mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. who knows. But, uh, so, I've got one more dream yep, I want to describe. Sure. This one's important because... I turned it into a short story, and I oh. won a bunch of writing awards at yeah? school, That's and fantastic. it was like, people like read it and were like, holy shit, and I had one one person in town who read it who like was like, that kid's going to grow up to be the next Stephen King, and I was like, holy cow. That's heavy. Yeah, it was heavy. Okay, so I, it's like I wake up in the morning, I remember not seeing anyone or anything, but I just like... You know, your routine. I'm in high school at this point. Okay. So I just, you know, throw on my clothes, do my morning routine or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, Get in my car and I drive. And it's just like this out where it's like snow is every, like there's snow cover everywhere, but it's melted a little bit. And then it's overcast. So Mm -hmm. it's very gray, but it's enough that the roads are melted clear. So I'm driving my my little Mustang at the time and I'm not having any trouble with the road because those have melted off. Yes. Um. But I'm driving in uh, to Wessington, to our little little school where I had a class of nine. Aww. And, uh, but, you know, it was a big school building that was rebuilt, like, in the 80s because there had been a school fire. So it's a really nice modern oh, school nice. facility at the time. Mm-hmm. And I pull up. The parking lot, uh, or the street that we all park on, there wasn't really a parking lot. True. Um, totally empty. My car's like the only one there other than like junker cars that I know just are like on certain corners of the street and stuff. Basically, it's just dead. I didn't meet anyone. And I start to realize that I didn't meet anyone on the road. I haven't seen a human being like 
since I started. Uh-huh. And so, uh, but the sidewalk is, is shoveled off mm-hmm. and it starts to just really lightly snow. And so then I walk up to the school. The windows are all just blacked over, like super black. And the doors are locked. I can't hmm. get in. And I'm like, okay. And it's just getting a little bit darker and a little bit more snow. And um, yeah, I was just like, well, that's weird. Yeah. So I get back in my car and I'm trying to figure out like where is everyone because there's no one on Main Street. I mean, it's Wessington, so it's not totally right. weird, but... I'm realizing that it's a little too quiet even for Wessington. Right. It, so it's getting a, like a, a Walking Dead when Rick wakes up thing where it's just like, what the hell? Yeah. And uh, so then I drive back and the halfway point between my folks' farm and Wessington and my school mm-hmm. was Grandpa Richard's house. Mm-hmm. So I pull off there, pull in. Uh, same deal, but it's not locked. It's just, it's dark. Uh, there's no power. Like, I'm flipping the lights and stuff. Yeah. There's no sign of grandma or grandpa mm-hmm. in the house. And, you know, whatever, but it smells like that. It was a super vivid dream. Yeah, too. It was yeah. very real. Yeah. Um, it smells like them and everything else. I pick up the phone receiver because pre-cell phones. So I'm, like, going to see, like, where the hell is everyone. Right. And I pick it up and it's dead. Which we're we're out in a, but this is back in the day we're out in a rural area with the copper lines. There even when oh. the power would go out because of a blizzard, the snow lines or the the phones phone lines. were fine. That's true. Yeah, because we didn't have digital phones. Right. And uh, so I'm like, well, that's really weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then I and I remember watching the dream, like watching myself and being like, I'm way too calm for all of this. Yeah. And. Uh, so then I go back out, I get in my car, and I start driving, like, to the farm. Mm-hmm. And I get to, so there's a tree strip that wraps around the back of the... Uh, oh, like the, your tree line. A, yeah, there's a, a tree line. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like several of them, so it basically boxes off the farmhouse mm-hmm. so that they don't see into the field behind it. Yeah. So I'm driving along, and then, but there's a big field behind Grandpa's house. Sure. And so I'm on the part of the road that's passing by that field behind the house, and I don't know why, but I just look out on the the, the snowy field that's just completely level. And I don't remember if I just stop and then walk out there or if there was a reason that I saw something or something yeah, like that. Like what motivated but you? But yeah, I, I, that's not clear what right. the motivation was. But I do get out of the car and I walk way out into the middle of this field mm-hmm. and I start digging in the snow. And I find one of my little sister Katie's toys, like oh. one of her like common ones that she plays with all the time. Yeah. Was she is was she still young at this point? Yeah. At this okay. point, she would have been like. So she would have been playing with a toy, regardless. Yeah. Okay. She would have been like not even ten. I oh, okay. don't think. Yeah. But and we're talking like a ba- a wagon and a bike and stuff like okay. that. Because I, as I keep digging in the snow and working my way out, I keep finding more and more of her stuff out in the snow, hmm. buried. And I'm just like, what's going on? And then I wake up. Do you remember if you were having any sort of, um, like, how do I want to say this? Because I don't want to let, if I because what I say next, it's going, I don't want it to influence your answer. Okay. So, um, like, did you fight at all or have like an emotional like engagement with her of any kind? No. Where like, I, I I got along with her really well. Now if now if I ask your parents that, would they say the same thing? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Because I I was the peacemaker in the family. Sure, so okay. all the sisters loved me. Yeah. And whenever they were getting into some incredibly vicious fights, they always brought me in. And I and me and Katie have always had like even to this day we yeah. kind of have a special bond Very and we're pretty close for siblings. And, sure, yeah. sure. Okay. So I wonder, was there anything that had happened that like was there like some sort of like emotional fight or whatever in the house? Like with Poutine, Katie, and your sisters, or parents, or nothing. Nothing that I nothing. can remember because I was looking for something like that. Sure, <clears throat> sure. Because like, because usually, like, just I literally just learned this that water in any kind of form as it presents itself in a dream is a sign of an emotional thing because water is tied with emotions, and 
so that's kind of what I think of when I think of snow. Because usually with my dreams, that's something emotional that I'm sure. not dealing with. Like, that's what it is for me. But, like, how often do you dream of snow? Like, what do you think of, like, when you think of I, snow? I think that's the only dream I've ever had with snow in it. Yeah? yeah? Do you, like, okay, so do you think of, like, new beginnings? Or do you think of things dying? Like, what kind, like, where do you fall when you think of snow just in general? It's just, it, just neutral. Yeah? Like, there's yeah. nothing like, like, when it snows around Christmas time, you're like, yay, snow. Or you're just like, well, snow. Well, yeah, I, I like it around Christmas. Sure, sure. Because, like, that's that's the only thing I can kind of think of is, like, what is your what is your feelings on the season of, of winter? And then um, just the desolateness, though, like, the complete, like, loneliness of, of just the whole situation. Like, you're just totally and completely alone. And it's almost like you're, like, digging up your best friend's stuff, you know? And you're just like, what is this? You know, I'm like, why? Like, you're just totally alone. And all you have left are just the memories of her as, you know, of her past or present, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm kind of thinking. But at the same time, it's like, well, if you don't feel a specific way about. But yeah, I'd say like scene, looking back on it now as as someone older, I just just like there's a lot of isolation going on in yeah, that dream. Yeah. You're just very like you're just very alone. And, like, the place where you go to where there's people, like a school, like, that's shut off to you. And that's completely dark. There's no one there. And then the, the people that, you know, that are your family that you would go to to be like, hey, there's something weird going on. They're not there. And you can't reach out to anybody else in the world. And then you just go out into the field and you start digging up your friend's stuff. Like, that's interesting. So I wonder what it is that actually makes you wake up at that same moment every time. Pink toys. <laughs> oh, I gotta get up. <laughs> Pick no, up your shit. <laughs> uh, and I, I, it's really hard to tell if I'm projecting because it's, I mean, this was back when I was like 18. Yeah. And so then I wrote this or 17. And yeah. uh, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I was worried I was eventually going to find a body. Yeah. I mean, you probably didn't write, did you write, I mean, did you write that detail down in your story? No. But you but know, but I, I mean. Th I thought about it, like, yeah. after the dream, I'm just kind of like, but I, I'm having trouble telling if I thought that at the time. Right. But right now, looking back, I'm just like, I would have, maybe I've watched too many horror movies since then, but now I'm like, this is the part where you find the body, you know? Right, <laughs> right. And you're probably waking yourself up because you don't want to see that. Yeah. In your dream. I mean, I mean, what a horrible thing to say out loud. Like, hey, mom, I had this weird dream about my sister dying, you know? It's like this. It's that Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episode where yeah. it's like, "Good morning, Bart." It's like, "How how how did you sleep?" It's like, "I had a fire, or I dreamed of a vision of my own fiery death." <laughs> well, that's nice, honey. Let no grab yeah. your dinner and or grab your lunch and let's go to school. <laughs> there was this You're gonna miss the bus. <laughs> <laughs> there was one morning I woke. I had a similar situation. I woke up one morning and my mom goes, "Oh, I had a dream about you last night," and I go, "Oh." I had a dream about you last night. And she goes, and I'm like, so I asked her, I'm like, well, what happened in your dream? And she's like, oh, you and I were fighting. And I, and she's like, well, then my mom asks me, well, what happened to me in your dream? And I go, oh, you died. And it was just like, it killed You're like, it. I won. <laughs> you died. And she was just like, oh, I was just like, oh my God, that was awful. What a terrible thing to tell your mom. <laughs> like, yeah, because we, we were, we fought a lot when I was, when I was a teenager. So yeah. But you know, dreams are weird Teenagers. like that. You never know. You just never know. So, so yeah. So, how do, how do you feel, Travis? Did you go into the skeptical, and do you now feel like maybe there's more to dream interpretation than it just being, you know, TV, the brain equivalent of TV static? I think anytime there's things to interpret, that it could mean something completely different at different times of your life. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, like, however you interpret it right now, I believe that it has, you interpret it that way because it has meaning in your current life where you're at. Mm -hmm. So you interpret it like a piece of art. Yeah. And so two years from now, you'll look back at it, and it might mean something else, and you might not even be concerned with the same situation. You may be more concerned of why you made it all the way to school and realized hey, I haven't seen anybody, that could be the key part. I and mean, that you'll find an interpretation there. Yeah. So that, I'm, I'm super intrigued by all this interpretation stuff because that's where a lot of, like, the creativity mm -hmm. for most of my presentations and stuff in my shows come from. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I definitely look forward to this chapter of the show. Good word, chapter. Cause... Very nice. <laughs> I see nice. what we did there. Yeah, I see what you did there. That's awesome. So, yeah. Well, Sorry, I 
couldn't understand your... Not a lot of people would understand me anyway. Uh, well, I feel so. like I would need to get to know you better to to like fully grasp this whole abstract dream. Yeah. So I've never heard an abstract dream before. But it doesn't mean that they can't happen. I have abstract dreams. Yeah. And see, the crazy thing is, because I've heard that, like, black and white and colored dreams can mean something different. Yep. But even though there's only black and white in it, it felt color. Like, it felt vivid enough that it was a colored thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's, it's kind of weird. Maybe read Flatland and maybe that'll give you some answers. Right. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just trying to be helpful <laughs> in a weird way. I dig it. That's what we're here for. Yeah. Just to be weird. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. That's all I got. So thank you for joining us here on Macabre Grimoire. And uh, join us next week when we'll explore some other strange... Maybe thing. ghosts. We don't know. You know what I think they should do? Maybe ghosts. Maybe if dreams. If they made it this far into this chapter of the podcast, I think that they should message us their dreams and that you can... Interpret them. That'd be awesome. I'd love that's to do that. That's perfect. That's what we. That. That's how we should have closed. Yeah. yeah. That is exactly how we just closed. Nice. <laughs> be sure to support us on Patreon. Thank you so much for listening, and good night. Macabre Grimoire is a production of the SueEmpire.com. Learn more at macabregrimoire.com. Let's go.